statues and like um, all these like um, I guess relics from Mexico and mm-hmm. I saw the all Mexican statue and I was like this is a very interesting statue I really want to draw it and kind of show like the humanistic uh, approach to it you know that's why like I painted it um, in a realistic manner despite it being really green I wanted to choose like an emerald green because a lot of like um, like the Aztec jewelry was out like an emerald emerald so once I painted it, I was like, I want to make it look like a person. So I added the background that kind of continues into like an actual kind of like a silhouette of a human. Oh, okay. I see that. Yeah. Oh, so cool. that's what I thought of when I did this piece. Mm-hmm. Kind of showing the reality of like Mexican, like ancient Mexico. Like we still exist. It's like through our blood, you know, mm-hmm. like we are not the past <laughs> type yeah. of thing. And so this is just like a quick portrait I did in my sketchbook. I guess this was... When you open a sketchbook and it's just like you feel so inspired, you're like, ah, these fresh pages, yeah. let me get something like bomb in it. <laughs> so I just like found this really interesting portrait I had that was like black and white. And I wanted to incorporate these like um, certain techniques I have, which is like how I make the hair flowy. And like, I love drawing hands, so I added that as well. And so I just like added a bunch of elements that I'm really comfortable and I love making that kind of like, I guess I love making them because I kind of get lost in the whole process of it. Mm-hmm. So. I guess that's something I really love doing in regards to drawing, like the whole mental process of getting lost in it, you know? Yeah. So then, that's the sketchbook. You, most of these sketchbooks have like, they're not all like finished pages, like the thinner ones I have are mostly like ideas, Okay, thoughts. like notes and stuff like that. Exactly. Okay. That's, how I, that's how I base my ideas. I usually take 
ideas and write them down and kind of plan out what I want to do on a piece. Mm, so everything has to have, cool. yeah, exactly. So yeah. everything I make, I try to add as much meaning and everything having symbolism to it all. And so this book, whew, I've okay. had this since 2015. So Sweet. I've been working on it like on and off, and it's still like a work in progress. But like this is like it was something um before this, but I wanted to start off with a portrait of my sisters because okay. I guess it's just like family familiarity you know when you paint your siblings it's because they have some elements that are similar to you mm-hmm. and i was like i'm tired of drawing myself can i just do something different yeah, yeah. so they i guess it's not only that but i guess it's because i love showing kind of like the racial diversity of being like mexican so i wanted to show the two sides which i feel like it's very ironic and funny how like my me and my siblings we all look different but the same and we're kind of like the epitome of like the diverse the like racial diversity in mexico it's like we have the brown we have the white and then we have like misty so like in between in between oh okay so that's why like i guess i love painting people like especially my family to show kind of like the differences and similarities we all have yeah and so a lot of these drawings are kind of like old old family drawings like Old uh, family drawn, like family photos, but drawn. Yeah. And then there's also just a bunch of stuff in here. Like I don't know. It's, I guess it's a continuation of like many, like of many years. So it's like not everything is like something I relate to even to this day. This yeah, was, like, I mean that's four years of artwork. That's it should be diverse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like some things I'm like I do like, and some things I'm like, why is this here? I gotta yeah. paint over it. <laughs> It's just, I guess That's it's right. just developing. You did this with marker? Yeah, this is all in highlighters cool. and pens. What's that? And th- is this acrylic here? This one, yes, it's acrylic. Oh, okay. It's like Sally Pink. But oh, yes, it's acrylic on the wood. And I added a gloss. I think it's like a... Like a varnish type of thing? Uh, I think it was, what's it called? Mod Podge. Oh, okay. And honestly, I didn't really like it because of what happened. I started peeling. I started to peel. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and I was like, never again. <laughs> I don't trust it. Huh, that's tight. I like how you utilize uh, in some of them both pages. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I love like being able to cross between pages. And, and this is a cool size. Like it's it's not too big and it's not too small either. Exactly. Yeah. It's not as t- it's not as intimidating. Like I have a moleskin that's like pretty big, and I just I've only drawn like two things in it because it's just too intimidating. I'm like I don't want to waste the page. It's too big. What? Is this is this yeah. like a full page here? Like when you open it, would it be the size of the whole page? Yeah, I it think it's a little so. smaller. It's a little smaller. Yeah, I think it's nine, nine ten. by ten. Okay. So it's a little bit smaller than like the whole page. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a. I think a lot of these drawings are incorporating, like not only myself, but I guess what I identify as fam. Oh, also like my dad and my mom portraits. Just uh, and of those portraits you did with. Those are also acrylic. Acrylic? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did, I guess, you, did you gesso the pages a little bit? No, I don't gesso the pages. I think that's a bad thing too because um, the paper starts to deteriorate quicker. Oh. That's why like, I work in really thin layers. So sadly, like, if I do want to work on paper, I got to be more heavy-handed because if not, I'm going to build it. Is yeah. that pen? All pen? Yeah, this is all pen. I still love, well, I still draw. I love drawing in pen. It's a very, it's a hot, I guess it's like, I love challenging myself and doing like doing drawings and pens really do challenges you because once you mess up you can't go yeah, back <laughs> yeah i know yeah, it's very challenging you gotta learn how to like work with it you're like oh my gosh it's too dark well you gotta find a way <laughs> yeah, you gotta darken the area around it or you're just like mm, i guess i don't go dark on this side <laughs> yeah that's crazy 
Uh, it's almost a complete book now that you're flipping through it. It's, is, is, is it done? It's almost. I, I feel like I don't want to say it's done because some pages I'm really not liking. I'm like, uh, I gotta work on that. Or ping over it. That's um, Would you ever sell one of your sketchbooks? Oh my god, that's a good question. <laughs> that's uh, that's something I've been thinking about. Like somebody said, like somebody off offered something for one of the artist's sketchbooks. Like his sketchbook, but his sketchbook's like this, whereas he's got like full paintings in each page, and he's got a like a big fat sketchbook, so they all look finished. Like he mm-hmm. almost finishes them, and somebody's like, "Oh, let me buy that from you," and he ended up selling it to him. I, he didn't say exactly, but he said it was enough to be like, "Oh, okay," mm-hmm. you know. I guess I'm a bit scared because I guess like if it's like a, I don't know. Because I feel like I ha- I like I cherish both my sketchbooks. Because even the one that I do work on like this intensely, mm-hmm. I have like a lot of like emotional attachment towards it. But then I also have like a lot of an attachment to the ones that are more flimsy because they have a lot of ideas that I forget and like maybe I want to work on it later on. So I'm just like hesitant, you know. <laughs> if it's like a sketchbook I know someone's gonna buy ahead of time, then I'll be like, all right. So I can just make some pieces yeah. that I know that I'm willing to give up. That yeah. doesn't have something as valuable and emotionally attached to me you know no that's the that's the crazy part though like when if someone gives you a figure you're like wow it's so scary like such a tempting figure where you're like fuck <laughs> you know you know it's gonna solve a lot of your problems uh-huh. just selling it Ooh. and it's just like uh like what do you do at that point yeah exactly and you're trying to like weigh out your pros and cons like mm-hmm. yeah and then and then the fucked up thing is, it's not only going to help you out, you're probably going to help out your family on top of that. Mm-hmm. With, you know, regardless. Yeah. Like, it's that good a figure. It's not ridiculous, but it's like, okay, it's unbelievable, but it's enough to, like, make everybody feel comfortable for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, <gasps> but that's four years in one sketchbook. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like you said, it's so personal. Like, Yeah, I think it's, I guess it's like what people say. Uh, oh, how long does it take you to make this piece? And people say, oh, it just takes me a few months. Some people like taking my whole life because it, it took me so long to work up these technique and these skills and yeah. these like this knowledge of how to do what. So it's like gotta weigh your, gotta weigh your. I guess you're off your pros and cons. You know, it really is in your own like in the moment or who you are. You know, I think I wouldn't unless I wouldn't because if it's like a flimsy sketchbook and I was able to take some pictures before, like yeah, sure. No, this is the top-notch in your sketchbooks. Oh. Like, that's the best. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what like, I would do. Yeah. Top-notch in your sketchbooks. Because that's, well, and then think about it, because what if you do sell it and they give you that money, but then if they end up selling it to, like, a gallery and then he gets the recognition, <laughs> then you yeah, get yeah. So that money. Yeah, so there's pros. There's definitely pros to it, you know? And there's cons as well, because, I mean... Are you are you allowed to make anything from those sketchbooks? Are you allowed? That's a good question. Yeah, right. I think there's competitions for like entering, uh, hot, like getting that type of scholarship money for like. But I don't think they don't keep your sketchbook. They just like, oh, you send them the pictures of your sketchbook or like it's in that and get a scholarship for it. But I don't think I've heard anything from like. I've you know what I've heard though. I've been hearing that um, like certain art school kids they sell their sketchbooks to make money. But then, like, from what I heard, like, these other art kids, like, they buy it off of them, and then they take them to art schools, and they're like, hey, this is my sketchbook of my work. So then they get scholarship money yeah. to go to these schools. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like, I've been hearing these type of stories. I'm like, oh, Some hell shit. Yeah, no. Shit. Well, one, I mean, 
I saw your sketchbook. It's fucked up for ah. You know what? They only make it so far. Mm-hmm. You know it's fucked up. They cheated the system, I guess. But even then, I mean, they took up somebody's space. I think that's the most fucked up thing. They yeah. probably took up somebody's space. But yeah. as far as them getting far, maybe not. You know. Oh no, definitely. I don't think they will get far. Or even then, we don't know because some of these people are known. I mean, not known, but like had knowledge themselves how to get around that. You know. But even then, you're fucking. You're stealing somebody's work and claiming it off to be yours, but then he did sell it to you. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't it's, know. It's a very hard situation. Yeah, definitely. I've been. It's just like it's these stories in here. I'm like, it's pretty gnarly. Like, I guess it's just some. Some kids really do want to get into certain high schools and would pay like that money just to get in and find a way to you know maintain that you know image. Yeah, just enough to get in, and then maybe they can the rest there. Mhm. You can work. I don't doubt it. You feel weird to sell a sketchbook, especially because you know it's just a sketchbook. You know? Mm-hmm. At the same time, yeah, it's just a sketchbook, dude. Like, I don't want to sell this. Because one, it doesn't, none of it is finished. And it's all like, all over the place, you know? It's not coherent. Like, mm-hmm. At least mine are. Mine are just all over the fucking place, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I, Oh, sorry, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no. Oh, I say for me it's like kind of like the opposite. I feel like um, I get scared of showing people my. Not, I mean, I'm I'm willing to show them if it's like anybody, but if it's like other artists, I get scared because I, I have a lot of ideas and it's just like I'm afraid of like leaking some information. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, you can't see my deep think like yeah. like shows or like things I want to do. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, for real, no, you really can't be too open with all that stuff you know mm-hmm. especially because you don't know maybe accidentally influenced an artist you know maybe the artist just like there's a lot of biters out there too oh For my real. god yeah let me, not, let me tell <laughs> you dude, it's just crazy like some stuff i would end up like finding i'm like hmm this looks kind of like this other artist i've seen like yeah i guess it's just we're in this world like where like what's it called mass information being like available to everybody and so it's just kind of like people are easily like influenced but they don't understand the real like what's it i don't know the complexity of like inspiration versus stealing you know mm-hmm. like when is when is it the point where people are like okay this looks too familiar familiar to this other person like why don't you give credit or why don't you say who inspires you because it looks too much like this other person and then you're out here taking someone else's credit who's like obviously took all the time and effort to make up these ideas and techniques for itself you know yeah that's how i feel i feel like um yeah there's, there's gotta be a shout out or something mention or some kind of thing especially yeah. if it's so like obvious mm-hmm I agree on that definitely. I, I I don't know. I guess for me, if I ever do get inspiration from other artists, I would definitely would want to like shout them out or tell them you know. At this point, like I feel like if everyone anybody ever called me out saying, "Oh, this looks like this," and then, and I did it, I did get inspiration. Like, hey, like tonight, like give them the credit, you know, give the people credit due, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess it's just that is this type of world where everybody wants to be an artist, everybody wants to do these great things, but. 
they don't have the ideas or the, I guess, the resources available to them to go to that extent with their own, you know, self, with themselves. So it's just easier to, I guess, get influence and take from other people, you know. It's, I guess it, it is easier. I think, I don't know, I think there's so many emotions in artists. I'm, I'm not justifying anybody. I'm not saying anybody should be justified. But I, I guess I'm playing devil's advocate in this. Maybe some of the artists just get to a point where they become so insecure that they feel like if they stole this, they would get a little bit of that, like, I don't know, recognition, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I'm not excusing it. I think I think all of that is like super fucked up to not, you know, give credit. Oh no, yeah, I definitely agree on that. And I feel like I I get to that extent. Like a lot of people are, are like that, you know, like oh I'm not good enough. Or sometimes I, I give people benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll just be like, ah. Yeah, exactly. Something. Sometimes you got right. people slide, but <laughs> yeah. then I think once it's like you see them doing several times, you're like, mm. yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, when it gets above like one, it's like, dude, I, I let you slide once, now it's like, you're just biting everything I'm doing. Exactly, so yeah, that's when it definitely like hits that, I can't give you the benefit of that anymore because I already told you why you're continuing the same behavior, you know? Yeah, I feel like for me, if anybody would steal my ideas, because like, I don't want to say my ideas are unique, I don't think they are, but I feel like the way I approach certain things, I do in a specific matter because it has a very emotional and you know deep like i guess significant you know um what's the word um symbolism you know like the, like the reason why i do mountains everywhere is because of what i said before you know i lived in la like when i moved to mexico i was only three months old or three months old and i lived there until i was seven and oh, every okay. day i would look outside and i would see the mountains and i would just like it's just the thing I always loved the most. I was seeing the mountains and I was seeing the practice and the flowers and everything. I just loved it, you know? You lived there for the first seven years of your life? Yeah, I lived there for seven years of my life. And surprisingly, I have this really, I have this really weird, like, good memory. So, like, I remember, honestly, up to the age of three. So, it's like a lot of things really? I remember. Yeah, I, I actually remember the, the moment I became conscious. Like, it's really funny. Yeah, like, dude, like, the story's freaking, like, Crazy, weird. I gotta go into crazy, <laughs> crazy depth about you. When was it? Um, I can't say the year, but I just remember I was three years old because that's my mom when I stopped peeing myself. I was like, when did I stop peeing myself? And she's like, oh, you're like three. And I was like, so like it was. I remember it was like a around sun, like sunset time, like the golden hour. I remember waking up from a fat nap. <laughs> I remember like waking up with a dry mouth and like. Like kind of disoriented. I remember like waking up because I peed myself, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so I was like, asked my mom, like, "Wow, well, I peed myself," and she was like, "Got mad," and she like ran. She's like, "I'm like, ah, why peed so good?" She like flipped over the couch, the couching, the because she like just flipped it over, and I remember just like getting kind of upset because I got her mad. Like, <laughs> and that's that's the first conscious thing you remember. Yeah, that's the first like the moment like. I was conscious. Of did it. you feel embarrassed or did you feel like you were sick? No, I felt like it was just, um, it's just like those like weird off days where you're kind of just like bored and tired and like dry mouth and sleepy, like groggy like, from your nap. That's such a specific uh, time, <laughs> time to be like, oh, this is when I became conscious. 
Yeah, it's funny because like I, I don't remember events that well. I just if anything, the only uh, moment I remember during that time between like three to five would be kind of like after nine eleven, where like President Bush was always on the TV. Like I remember feeling scared while watching the TV. I was like, ah, this guy again, <laughs> like and not wanting to watch the TV out of fear. But I think that's only like kind of like somewhat significant events during that time. I remember, but it's just. I remember more of like people, events, and like certain feelings, yes. those type of things. And so that's why I feel like I have a very deep uh, connection with a lot of the, the symbolism, symbolism I use because it's deeply rooted in my conscious and my conscious mind. Like I was like, I'm like freaky, you know, Saudi Delhi, like no, it's just like, for me it's not an exploration of the unconscious mind, it's more of like, Recognizing certain things that I found significant towards me that it's in my conscious and unconscious. So, do do you think that um, you find yourself? Do you, do you kind of consider yourself an introvert, or do you find yourself within your mind most of the time, or um, or it's just you're you're you kind of study your like not your conscious, but you're you're constantly aware of how you're feeling. I would say definitely. Um, I'm very conscious of what I'm feeling, and I, I, I used to be able to dig deep, uh, like before, but I feel like now that I'm like, I feel like I'm more hypersensitive to a lot of things, so I just don't explore to that depth anymore. I just, I'm conscious of what I'm feeling, what I'm doing, okay. and so like, it's not as much of a deep exploration anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, unless there's certain things, like let's say if you want to make a piece about certain things that I feel towards about, and like, I'll, Deep, deep into it, but like I feel like if anything, I'm more of like a daydreamer. I have a lot, like I daydream a lot. I just have a lot of flashbacks all the time. I'm just like sitting in the bus, like, with my mouth open, and like looking into the distance, thinking about some old memory. Of, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you 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 think a lot about like past events? Yeah, yeah. I do think a lot about past events. Mm-hmm. I I don't even think it's about like analyzing them. It's just kind of like relieving them. Yeah. yeah. Or like if not like the like wandering off the mind of like oh what about this scenario that scenario you know what's like what's it like over here over there you know okay and have you always done this or is this something you've done a little more hmm. oh no uh it's definitely like uh throughout my life my, my parents would always say I was like out of it you know I was always daydreaming or thinking something weird and yeah, it's it's something it's something I always has always been known for. Like besides being very talkative and like talking so fast, if you know, I'm talking really fast or I'm out of it, like moving to space, like there's no, there's no real in between. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> zero zero hundred, no between. And um, do you do you read a lot or do you write a lot or it's all? And this is this is art is what I'm doing. Like I, what what hobbies do you have? I mean art can't be a hobby. I mean it's more of a career you know, and a passion. What hobbies do you Oh well I, I love music. I used to play the bass for like five years. Wow, cool. Yeah. yeah and I was, I was self taught and then I stopped because I moved to LA and I couldn't bring the bass with me so I didn't want to yeah. And my dad's like, it's mine now. I'm like, what are you saying? You don't want to play it. That's crazy. And then now, I've, I've been on and off with the homework going on because I bought it during the summer. 
So I've been like procrastinating with it heavily and I didn't get back on it. <laughs> but yeah, I would say my hobbies would definitely be music. I still love, I would say, I would always tell people that I know for a long time that if I didn't choose art, I would choose music. Because in middle school, I went, and I think it's specifically the first the first portion of seventh grade, I moved to this uh, this middle school that didn't have an art program. So I was like, damn, what am I going to do now? And so the counselor was like, well, we have music, we want to do that. And I was like, well, I do like music, so I might as well try it, you know? Yeah. And so I came into the class, and the teacher was like, oh, you're so small. We'll give you the tuba. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I so was, they gave you the tuba for real? Yeah, they gave you the tuba for real. <laughs> I was like, can I get the saxophone? They're like, nah, you didn't need the tuba. And I was like, God damn it. But despite of it all, I had a really good time. And I learned it pretty quick. Yeah, I learned it really quick. I learned it in just two weeks. How big was the tuba? Oh, I was, I don't know how tall it was. like probably four foot. I was four foot something. And the tuba was like two feet something. So I was. So it was like half. It's like half my, half my yep, it's half of my body weight, half of my like, size. That worked out, huh? <laughs> I, I just loved it. Like, I've never played, like, a wind instrument. Like, I did try to learn, like, the guitar from my brother and everything. But, like, that was, like, the first time I touched an instrument on my own, you know. And I really did love it. And I learned it in just two weeks. And I was, like, second chair for the rest. Of, well, it was the rest of the year. I, I left halfway through the school year. But I was second chair. And, oh, yeah, cool. and this was elementary? Or? Oh, it was middle school. Middle school. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, like... The teacher was telling me I should have gone to, if I was going to stay in school, then he would have um, suggested for me to be part of the marching band in high school. And I was like, yeah, but then I left to go to an art, uh, an art charter school. Not charter school, art, a magnet school. Did you go? To a magnet school? Yeah, and then I go, like, okay, so <laughs> I moved a lot in Miami, so I moved mm-hmm. around like different cities, so I would go to different schools. I, was, I literally went to probably like six different schools, like throughout elementary to uh, middle, the end of middle school. So it would be like one half a public school, one half a magnet public school, you know. So it was like one and off. So I wasn't really in like one place um, for no longer than half of a year. Okay. Yeah, so I learned many different things. I learned many types of people. I, I guess I, I ended up meeting a lot of interesting, amazing people. And then I also, I guess I, I learned how to adapt pretty well growing up, you know, in those circumstances, being to be. You know, needed to move here and there. Did you know you needed to move, or were they always uh, surprised? Um, yeah. we would always we wouldn't be surprised. It was only one time that we were surprised because it was this one place that we were we were paying rent, you know, and then all of a sudden, like the bank came and they're like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna have to move out, and we're like, what are you talking about paying rent? And then they told us, well, well, we're the bank and we haven't got received any money. And we were like so confused, and like we still had to leave regardless, you know. So we got evicted. We had to be, you know. But we didn't find a place until the day after. So we, I don't know how we did it. Like family of six moved the whole house in like just six hours or less. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was it was a really like crazy time. Um, I think it was probably like 2010, you know, a little bit after the recession hit. So it was a really hard time, and. I think it was just we were living in some um, lady's house for a good, uh, not a house, apartment actually, we living in some lady's apartment for a good uh, few months until we found out place. So, yeah, we were left to, we ended up having to sleep in my dad's um, job's ground because we didn't have anywhere to sleep that night. So, it was a pretty great, that was the only time we didn't know and it was pretty 
I think I'll probably have like a like sketch, like a sketches of the uh, how I found oh, it okay. out. Oh, okay. I'm sick. So I'm gonna try to not finish. But I do have some like drawn out ideas of like these of uh, my sisters. This piece I did with me and my sisters about. Um, I guess our journey, like not only our journey, but like my family's journey of like moving up north, you know. Because my fa- my family originally is from like Jalisco and Michoacan, and so they've like migrated up north. Oh, they have drawings, ideas of it all. Oh, okay, okay. So they originally came from uh, Michoacan and Jalisco and Sonora. And from the story that I heard is that they also would migrate up north, closer to the border, to get more job opportunities and certain like I get land um, aspects of it all. You know, the um, kind of like freedom of land. And so um, the piece that I did was kind of incorporating like lineage and the diversity of you know being Mexican. Because growing up, I feel like growing up, I didn't really distinguish myself being Mexican because I didn't really look like it. Like I had some facial features of it all, but like I was more of a lighter skin spectrum, so I didn't really think much about it, like identity-wise. And I think it's not until I got older I was like, well, I do connect being Mexican, but at the same time I don't look the part. And it's like this kind of like colorism. Like I don't, I'm not brown and I'm not white. You know, I'm this weird yellow in between. <laughs> So I feel like this piece, I wanted to show the diversity with me and my sisters, you know, my older sisters, like, she has, like, really fair skin, big eyes, you know, really brownish green eyes and, like, blonde brown hair. And my little sister's dark brown black hair, you know, very um, big features. And I'm, like, a weird in-between, like, dark <laughs> hair, but, like, fair skin and, like, some features more towards, like, my little sister, so... Yeah, and you're all from the same family. Exactly, yeah. we have both of the same parents, so this is pretty crazy. Yeah. I guess it's like for me, my message is just more of like being more inclusive and showing the diversity of Mexico. Cause, like, be, to be honest, like I'm from Tecate, and from what I heard, it's like it's pretty diverse. Like you have like your natives, you have your your more of your whites, and then you have your Asians, and you even have some Middle Eastern in there. So it's yeah. a very diverse area. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, that's why like the Norteños we eat like fish tacos, and it's originated from Japanese people. Like oh. we, the why we embed it with the is it banisado and all that with yeah. the with the mix because that's how Japanese used to they like make tempuras like shrimp tempuras. Shrimp tempuras, that's crazy. Yeah, so we have a lot of like weird mixtures that we don't notice, and I guess it's it's very interesting to me. That's why I like um talking about it, making pieces about it, like kind of like opening people's like idea as to like Mexico being diverse, like showing like recognition and appreciation for both the native peace, the other side, you know, like because even then like I guess they force themselves on there. But like to this day, you know, they don't distinguish with it. They just want to live and coexist with our other, you know, fellow brown and Asian and Middle Eastern uh, Mexican individuals. Yeah. So I guess it's just like I don't know, I guess it's like all these like Messages are like more like diversity and like showing my, I guess my love for my diversity, you know, I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's because like, I see it in my family, the diversity and I want people to show and recognize and also to like, I guess identify with it as well. Because I think we don't see it that much. We're just like, as ah, my family every day, like whatever. Yeah, or people, yeah, or people have like a, like, a, like a set way of thinking, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'm going to see people like this. 
Mm-hmm. Or, exactly. Or, you know, or if you first, or even within like Mexican people, like, see, then somebody who's light skinned, they automatically think they're white olds or they're Latinos or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what? Like, you, you, do you, you understand how many Mexicans are really light skinned, blonde hair, blue eyes? Like, exactly. You know? And it's like, you'd be surprised to imagine Frida Kahlo was half, <laughs> was half European and half like semi indigenous. Like, yeah, if we cool. love her, like, why don't we also recognize, like, the diversity in our own people as well? I'm not saying, like, eh, these other people don't care, like, the natives and all that. Like, obviously, we should appreciate them and, rec- and, like, recognize them. But I'm saying, like, hey, we also, like, have a really diverse nation. We're not just, we're not just these, like, brown people. Like, we're not just, oh, these brown people, you know, these Mexicans. I didn't know you were Mexican. You're not brown. You know this. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm Mexican. I wasn't even born here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some people are like, I'm Mexican, but um, it's like your great grandma born in Mexico. You're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it's like multiple generations, it's hard. It's harder to tell, especially if like they don't speak Spanish. Yo, oh my god, yeah. yeah. You know what tripped me out? Like living in Florida, I would like. I don't want to say it's like um, having this preconceived notion of like. Um, Latinos or anything, but like I guess in Miami, like most people who are Latinos, they just mostly spoke spoke Spanish, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would always speak to Spanish whoever, like I saw like an older individual, you know, someone, any like Latino that was like older, you know. And then I remember this one day when I first moved back, I took the bus and I spoke to this lady in Spanish. She's like, "Sorry, I don't speak Spanish." I'm like, "What? I thought you're what? Were... what? <laughs> and she and like she looked like she should know Spanish. Yeah, like I would, I would guess she's like your like stereotypical like thi- Latino, you know, yeah. like your brown Latino. You're like, hey, qué onda? They're like, who speaks Spanish? I'm like, whoa, uh, my life is turned oh, upside down. <laughs> I always thought that was weird. I always thought it was, it was weird because I always thought a lot of people were like me, where they yeah. were learning English. Mm-hmm. Like I was learning English. Like when, when I came here, I was learning English. So like. I always thought everybody who was Mexican knew Spanish and mm-hmm. they were learning English, not the other way around, where they knew English and they were trying to learn Spanish, you know? So I always thought that was weird. I was like, oh shit. Yo, like those crazy classes. Growing up, I swear, when I moved to Florida, they were like, this is like, I'm Cuban, I'm Colombian. I'm like, what is this? I thought everyone was Mexican oh, yeah. or black. Right? <laughs> they were like, I'm this, and I'm like, what? There's other places that are not Mexico or US or Europe. Yeah, I would like that too. Like, what's Latin America? I remember one of my friends when I was young, he was Salvadorian. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm from El Salvador. I was like, oh cool. I've never heard of that place from Mexico. <laughs> and then he's like, dude, that's not Mexico, it's Salvador. And I was like, oh yeah, I know, it's a place in Mexico. And he's like, no, dude, it's like a totally different state. That's what are you talking about? Like, I know there's a state in Mexico called Salvador, <laughs> you know, and it's like he's like, no, dude, like we're totally not, we're not Mexican, you know. <laughs> You're and like, I was like, oh. we're not the same. Yeah, and then I asked my mom. I was like, was that Salvadorian? And she's like, why are you asking? And I was like, oh, because my friend says he's Salvadorian, not Mexican. I thought he was Mexican. She's like, oh yeah, that's a different state. <laughs> and I was like, it's a totally different country, you know. But for a long time, I thought he was just Mexican, and he just ate different things. From you know? I know, right? That's the crazy thing. I definitely, dude. When I was in Florida, and like I, I heard Cubans talk for the first time, it was like 
major culture shock. I was like, what are they saying? Yeah, you were trying to understand. What is it? And you can catch it. Like, it's weird because you can catch it and you're like, wait, wait, what? Exactly. But at the same time, it kind of goes away. Like, you'll catch words and you're like, okay, he's telling me something. You know? And it's like something about this. So, what about this? Exactly. (laughs) It was just like, it was honestly when I moved, it was just a giant culture shock. I was like, I was not only discovering like countries, but I was just like, oh my God, other people speak different too. Yeah. So, it was just like, I remember hearing one, like, Cuban talk once, and I was like, what's going on? What are they saying? They're not, are they Latino? What is this? Is this this Brazilian? What? (laughs) Yeah, and then you're, like, super young, so you don't even know. And, like, there was no Google. You don't know what the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, I I feel like it's very interesting, like, having this, like, dynamic of being, like, what's it called? Cross country, not cross country, but, like, um... What's the bicoastal, you know, being from one coast and another coast? Oh, bicoastal. Okay. It's just like I've learned so much from like very different, you know, ideologies, backgrounds, countries, all types of people. It's different just, types of Spanish. I know, different, different types, different types of, of food. I had a good time <laughs> with the food. I was like Ooh. How long did uh how long did you live in Florida for? Oh, I lived in Miami for um I guess 10, 10 to eleven years. Ten to eleven years. Yes. Oh wow. And then why did you move back here? Oh, I moved back here because of um, schooling opportunities. Cause I had DACA, I had DACA, so over there I wasn't really being able to go to college. You know, getting it paid for. So like, I, even like, I feel like I okay. So this is like a really sad, horrible thing about you know my life. <laughs> so I went to this like very prestigious, like amazing art school in downtown Miami, and I loved it. Like I loved my experience there. And at the end of the day, I didn't discover, like, what it is to be undocumented, like, the full-blown, like, you know, thing about it all, not until, like, in high school, when I was like, wait, I can't do this, I can't do that. Like, like when you were trying to see about college and shit? Exactly. Like, I didn't, like, there was a lot of, like, art competitions I couldn't even enter because you had to be a citizen, and I was, I was, I was upset. I would feel very upset, and I wouldn't want to show it, like, I would just kind of brush it off and then, you know, cry at home, you know? Because I didn't want to show the people of like why I couldn't do certain things, and if I had to explain it, you know, it was just like something I was really figuring out myself, you know. So it was just like I put all this effort to go to this school, and at the end of the day, I couldn't even go to any of the art schools that I accepted to and got scholarships for because I didn't have any money or papers, and I was just like. It was kind of, um, I loved the school and I was able to learn a lot of amazing skills and, you know, I learned from many good professors and teachers. Like, I, I don't regret it one day, for one minute, one day in my life, you know. The only thing I do, like, get upset about was just the fact that um, I didn't, I couldn't go anywhere. You know, all these, all my friends were able to go to these amazing art schools and have it paid for while I was here, you know, getting these scholarships as well, but I couldn't get financial aid, I couldn't get anything else, so. And being a, having a broke family, so I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, even if I didn't have to pay like ten grand a year, I was like, where's this ten grand coming from? I'm coming from my family. We don't got money. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember my dad used to always tell me, he's like, dude, just I'll take off a bunch of loans just for college. I'll take again your loans out, and then I'll just declare bankruptcy. You know, this was a long time ago. He told mm-hmm. me that he's like, I'll just declare bankruptcy. I don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, just pick. Don't even worry about the money. Because I was kind of worried about the money, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll get the loans. I'll get you, you know? I'll get you in there, blah, blah, blah. 
But I was in the same situation. I couldn't. I couldn't get. Um, like you, at that point, when I was applying to college, if if it was a university, you had to have a social. Mm-hmm. You had to have had a social. So like when I I didn't even fucking bother. Like I like I was like, why am I even gonna fucking apply? Like there's no point. Like you need a fucking social. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna go to community college because you don't really you don't need a social. There. You know, yeah, you exactly. just opt out. You know, I was like, I'm just gonna fucking go there. You know, so I was, I was the same thing. Like I couldn't, I was just, I didn't even try. Like I was just like, what for what? You know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then that, that the same time, that's when I realized, like, oh shit. Like I was always kind of in a bubble in high school, you know, because mm-hmm. I never really had to deal with me being undocumented. You know, it was never an issue. But when, I, like, when I graduated. It was college that wasn't accepting me. Now I had to find a job, you know, because like my parents needed help. And but now I can only find jobs in like agencies and if that because I don't have a social. So you know, mm-hmm, exactly. Very, so, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, and then I felt like I don't. I don't know. Maybe depressed is like a big word, but I felt kind of like. And we thought, you know. Yeah, like what? What's the point? You know. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one time. I went to, it was like a karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think I was like 21, 22 or something like that. And I was going to the karaoke bar and uh, they were asking for IDs. So I showed them my, uh, not the Mexican ID, the matricula. Uh-huh, matricula. Yeah, so I, I, I showed them that. And they're all like, oh, we can't accept this. And it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was there with one of my exes and we were celebrating my birthday. And they weren't going to let me in. And I was like, fuck come on dude like come on like this is all i have i don't have a passport and I'm like, this is what i have and it's like they accepted it in a bunch of places and he's like nah dude i can't do that and i was like i was so fucking sad i was like fuck mm-hmm. you know and then like i could tell my lady was kind of sad too and like are we down and shit because we couldn't celebrate mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a big like Horrible, sad aspect of it all as well. You just, you're yeah. like, this is like almost everything you ever known, in, like in the U.S. You know, imagine like, I, I wasn't even a year old. I was a few months old, and this is all I ever do. And like, all I'm distinguished or like identified as, like, document wise, was like being Mexican. And I was like, how if I never like knew what it was over there? You know, it's like this very interesting, um, dynamic complex. You know. You're you're from this place, and but yet you're not. You don't have as much of a connection as your current like area where you've lived for many, 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 many years. You know, it's just like you've lived there for all these all this time, and you distinguish yourself as like as American, but yet or not American, U.S. to be more specific, as a U.S. citizen. But you you don't have the rights. You don't have anything in regard like to the same degree as any other citizen that's been here, the same amount, even less. Yeah. No, definitely. And that's what I've always struggled with, you know, in high school, because like there was all these other people who I saw slacking and doing nothing, and yet they were able to go wherever they wanted to go. And I was here busting my ass, trying like twice as hard, and I couldn't go anywhere, you know. And it was just like this sad. I like I I understood what you're saying, like, and I felt it to that degree as well. Like I was like so aguantado, like I was like I would get home. And I would just feel so tired and so like yeah, you just want to sleep. Exactly, I was so worn out. I would just sleep, and it was just like 
I would cry so much because it was just so frustrating that I couldn't go anywhere and I was trying I was trying as hard or even more than anybody else and yet like I'm not as equal or anything because of this one thing that I had no control over. Yeah. And a lot a lot of people a lot of people go through that, you know. Yeah. And I, I think that's what I always told myself, like I kinda always kinda compared it to just kind of help myself. I'd be like, you know what? They go through all this shit, but it's better than, you know, a lot of people in Mexico. Exactly. You know, I'm like, like, even though I'm going through this, I'm going through this. And we have it better than a lot of people. One, we have it better, and two, like, I can't just let myself just be subject to these feelings and not do anything. Because then that'd be worse, you know? Like, if I just not try or whatever, like, because I felt bad, like, after a while, like, when I found out you don't, you didn't no longer needed a social to get into college or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, why did I slack off? You know, I was like, why did I get, like, slack off and I just didn't really care, you know? And I could have pursued my, yeah, or my education a little, you know, a little more because the having a social wasn't an issue anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was that waiting. I just couldn't wait, you know? And I felt so sad, and I was just like, fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't even try. And after that, I'm like, I can't do that anymore. You gotta try. Mm-hmm. Cause you never know, things change so quickly. You exactly, know? you never know when things like this come and go. That's why I feel like, for me, my mo- one of my main motivations, and I don't really like saying this, cause I guess it's a little bit too close to the heart, is, one of my main motivations it has to be the fact that like I wanna like be like a big fuck you to like all these people who like think that my worth is like no value because of the fact of where I was born. Like that doesn't determine my motivation, you know. Yeah, like I was born here and like I'm my documents say I'm Mexican, but you know what? Like bitch, watch me do twice uh, as better as like, any other citizen. <laughs> That's what, that's exactly, like, the mindset I have. Like, I just want to be, like, showing them a big fuck you, like. Like, like in spite. Exactly. In spite of all this shit, you know? And that's, like, all, that's, like, one of my big motivations, because, like, if, it, if it's not for that, like, what am I, what else am I doing, you know? Like, like I want to be an example for everybody, like, despite of my circumstances and of what my situation was. Like, I still persevered and strived through and showed these people that I'm more than just what they want to show, what they want to show everybody else, you know. I'm not like lazy, I'm not just like oh it's bad hombre, like no I'm equal, I have rights, I'm as good or even better than like the kids in the streets that have papers, like don't so, even like, like I'm a force to reckon with despite of my circumstances you know. Yeah. You'll get there. You'll get there. Just keep, you know, doing what you're doing. It'll, it'll happen for sure. Yeah, and I agree on that. And that's why I moved here because in Florida, because it's a red state, there's not a, well, before, there wasn't as many opportunities. I think when I, during the time I was leaving, they barely, like, established, like, oh, we'll give you half price of um, tuition or whatever. Like, it's not full, like, in-state, but it's not, at least it's not out-of-state. But either way, you still had to cough up two grand a semester. And I was like, two grand Oh, I'd rather go to California, work a year, and get, and get a residency. Grants, exactly. Like, that's, that's what it is over there. And that's what my sisters are struggling with. My sisters and my, and my brother struggle with. Like, the fact that they have to pay all this money for their classes. And, you know, 
it's just shitty and I was like, I'm out for that. I'm about to do what I gotta do. And not only that, because I, I miss LA and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna come back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm gonna take the extra step and move back over here and live with my aunt and work hard, you know, get the education I want, I deserve. And you're going where right now? I go to Pasadena City College. Oh, how cool. Yeah. Last <laughs> time. And um, your your major is, is art? Yeah, fine yeah. arts, yeah. Fine arts. Yeah, because what I want to do is I actually want to be like a adjunct professor, like half like part time, and then but also be part time like working studio artist. So I could do like the best of both worlds. Because I've always wanted to be a teacher, but I was like, you know, I want that income to support you know my artist needs. So might as well get a master's, you know, be a professor, work part time, and then be part time working artist. For real, that sounds like a good gig to just like part-time part-time fucking do your shit you know exactly. some teachers would uh like teachers in college would take like a sabbatical or whatever mm-hmm. and they would go and they would like travel europe and do their sketches and they'd come back like a couple of semesters after and it's just like they came back with sketches on sketches sketches of like where they went they had like it was like a i don't know like a like they got new batteries. Like the art teacher was inspired. Like they felt like they were in a better mood. You know, and it just felt like it helped them push through. You know, another yeah, year another year or two, and it's just like it inspired their personal stuff. So it wasn't just like lessons. Like they were pursuing their personal stuff. So like you saw that just from like a simple you know traveling vacation and just taking that time off. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's I. I've heard professors like doing like that, but I've heard like you know what I've heard. I heard students doing residencies like around the U.S. or like, Europe and all that. That sounds pretty crazy, like pretty crazy cool in a good way, you know. But I'll be like, damn, I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. But it's okay. I mean, you could do that for around the U.S. Certain states do provide services. Yeah, but how are you gonna make enough money to send back? True. You know, because I pay rent here. Oh. Like I gotta pay like. A certain amount of rent every fucking month, you know. That's true. So I like if I take if I take a residency and see somewhere, it better be giving me the amount of money I'm getting paid at work, you know. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's the only bad thing. But you know, I've heard a lot of artists they have full time jobs, even if like whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them just still have full time jobs. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's hard out there. You gotta make it the night that company provides for the things and needs you need you want to do. Not only yourself, but your artistry, you know. And it's just nice not having to like. Some people like having that stress of damn. I need to sell this fucking painting this month, mm-hmm. or else I'm not even. You know, it's like that. That is mad stressful. You know. Yeah, and it's like right now I don't have to. You know, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. So I don't know. I'm hoping that it gets to a point where I'm working to where it gets to a point where like. Like I'll, it'll be so consistent. I'll feel encouraged enough to just leave the job, you know. Yeah. Where exactly. it's like stuff's moving consistently enough, where it's like okay, I can leave the job. Yeah. So it is a big step, and that's what's like. I feel like it's so fearful for me. I'd rather just like do the extra two years in college to like be a professor, to like. Yeah, and having that that professor degree helps. You know. Oh, no, what is it? A master's, right? Yeah, master's. So you just do an extra two years? Yes, two years. I think shit. 
Right. An extra two years of shit. It's crazy because like you just only need two years for that, but then if you want to get a doctorate, the moral of the story. <laughs> now that sounds like scary. It's like literally doing like elementary high school over again. To get a doctor? Yeah. Can you get a doctor in art? Can you get a doctor what? In art. In art, yeah. yeah. That's how de- that's what the professors and deans of arts are. They're just art majors and doctor. doctorates. <laughs> you know what I've been watching on YouTube lately? It's what? like this I forget what the channel's actually called, but it's this guy who restores old ass paintings. <laughs> so he goes and he takes the fucking paintings off the fucking frame. <laughs> he cleans the frame, the you know, the what do you call them? The wood things in the back of the canvases. <laughs> he cleans the canvas from dust, then he takes off the varnish, and then he he varnishes it again and then he does touch-ups if like the paint has like gaps uh-huh. he does like little touch-ups on top of the resin but it's like removable paint so it's not oil so uh-huh. it's not permanent so like if someone comes and restores it again everything he did they can easily clean uh-huh. off uh-huh. do another varnish and then if they want to retouch it or leave it how it is they can do that you know but like the whole process of that is so fucking interesting. I'm like they're like just watching, like, like watching this guy hammer yeah. <laughs> and like clean and scrape and with a little exacto mm-hmm. knife. Yeah, and it's just, like, yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's, it's like a that. whole other world out there. Yeah, it's like, but he has to get all kinds of shit tested. So oh, he has yeah. to get the paint tested, you know, the chemicals, the like chemistry and like art. All yeah, so he has to get all that tested before he can do anything on that painting. So a lot of the chemicals can fuck it up, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and he has to stitch it. Like, if there's holes, he has uh-huh. to come and stitch a new piece of canvas in the back and just put putty. It's, it's really interesting to watch. I so love watching. Those are, I, I find it, like, so interesting. It's like the aspect of having to combine not only art, but science, you know? And, and, and like, uh, like, craft. Like craftsmanship, yeah. Craftsmanship, yeah. yeah. Like that is so cool. Like, have you ever seen primitive technology? No. So it's like this guy in the woods and he builds like all kinds of shit from scratch. Like he'll build a hut from scratch. Oh, I've heard of that. Like mud and like brick, mud bricks. And he'll build like all kinds of shit, just mud and sticks and rocks. Mm -hmm. But they look sick, but it takes so long. And there's no talking. It's just him in the woods just Just working. Good old time. Yeah, but I'll catch myself like fucking staring at him. Shit, this is so interesting. He's really not doing a crazy amount. Uh-huh. Like, he's not worrying about anything but that brick. You know? Exactly. There was this one, I think I've seen some guy cook uh, something inside of like with clay. Oh, yeah. I saw that and I was like, whoa, this is how it ends when you see what the fuck. Today I was watching. Uh, the hashtag, I was looking through the hashtag art resin. Have you seen art resin? No, I see it. That shit is crazy. Like, if you get a chance, ha- look up the hashtag art resin, and it's like it's like this clear gel. It's like resin, it's just clear gel. Mm-hmm. And then people pour it over their paintings, and it's just like this glass gel on top of oh. it. Yeah, and then sometimes I've seen them where they're actually mixing all kinds of glitter in there, and then when they put it on there and they like, even it out, you look at it and it looks like it's sunken and there's all kinds of like shiny like look it up, you'll be like, oh shit, what the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. 
I've I'm heard of that. Like, I've seen some of those, like, they're randomly appear in my, um, like, explore page. And I was just be, like, intrigued. I'm like, huh. It's a lot of resin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think for me, those don't trigger me. But when I see, like, those, like, acrylic uh, pour videos, oh, pour. I'm like, no! <laughs> don't do that! I'm, like, crying internally. Yeah. All this paint goes to waste. For real, huh? But you can't really reuse it. No, what? And it's like, I think because of how thick those paintings are, I don't even think you can even reuse a canvas. Like, you have to just take off the whole thing and just put a new canvas on it. Yeah, and just buy a new canvas. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one go and that's it. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, too much, was it too much of a loss in the game? <laughs> I'm just like, don't mm, me. Huh. Trigger. So like, I can't, my art heart. <laughs> But yeah, I would say. I feel like for me, honestly, I would just mostly be on Instagram to see like either interesting, very like I'm I'm very into like uh, figure drawings and portrait drawings, so I would see like stuff like that and be like, hell yeah. It gets you in my mood to draw. And exactly, I'm like I'm motivated. Then you just draw them something you're like, never mind. <laughs> you're like I retract, retreat. Uh, I hate that shit when you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna draw some sick shit. It's great. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like just crap, and you're like, oh. You're like, what is this? I, I it looks sicker in my mind. <laughs> you know, and it's just like you're all sad. You're like, fuck. And it's too late to keep going. So you gotta go to bed. You're like, no! I can't go back. And then by the time you're done, you're like, well, I fucked up the paper. And the drawing doesn't vibrate. Oh, well. Hate those moments. You're like, I'm motivated to draw something good and then it just comes out bad and you're just like i just need to save it and then you just huh. end up ruining the paper too and you're like well this is going to the being of nowhere <laughs> yeah. it's like i need to save it it's like five hours trying to save it and it's only been a half hour sketch like five hours trying to save something you're like oh man i might as well just start all over you ever start shit all over when you're right at the end Oh my god, so many times. I feel like I love drawing, but sometimes some of it don't come out right, and then I'm just like, they're struggling for a good, like, I would say no more than two hours, and then after that, I'm like, I give up. It's yeah. like gonna get, like, it needs to get out of my face, or I'm gonna rip it. <laughs> you give it a night. I give it a night. I give it one night, and then by the next day, it's not good, I'm done. You wake up, I give that a night, I give that a night, and then I just. <laughs> I'm just going to go hiding somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. But now that I look at it, I think I can fix it. I don't know what the fuck. I think at that time, I just, I wasn't on it, you know? Yeah. It's just those moments. Sometimes you can't fight those days that, like, you're just not on it, you know? Sometimes you're like, no, I want to. And your brain or whatever is going on is like, nah, man. It's just not happening. It ain't it today. You're like, please, beg of you. <laughs> So I was gonna tell you guys since uh, you guys are here. So I'm trying to organize like a gallery show before the end of the year for like all the podcast guests. So if you guys are interested, it'd be like a piece or two or whatever. I still gotta figure out like the logistics with the gallery to see how much it's gonna be like pricing wise, like what percentage they take or whatever. But if it works out for you guys, you guys are more than welcome. It's pretty much just gonna be everybody on the podcast. So however episodes I can get from here to close to the end of the year and I can get that going, um, if you guys are interested, you know, there'll, there'll be space there for everybody. You know, and I'm hoping it, hoping it'll be fun, you know, just to have everybody there and just 
little little gallery show just to have have like all the artists just kind of mingle and hang out and just kick it you know and then kind of showcase each other's work oh yeah definitely i don't know maybe by that time i can have like a good amount of artists already up you know i'm I'm, I'm almost to episode 20 and you know we just started the year so oh my god that's great yeah and i'm like four episodes ahead right now than what's out so so hopefully i can get more and more and more (laughs) you know more content like more people like it's been so many different artists you know yeah it's like all kinds of different artists from digital artists to like graffiti artists to uh musicians i had an animator Uh, he was like he he wasn't like an animator what he did is he worked on the uh landscape of red dead redemption the video game so he did all like the back landscapes and stuff the, the, just the first one, not the second one. Oh, yeah, so, but he was telling me, like, all in, like, the gaming industry and how, like, it was weird and, like, sometimes it was whack. And, you know, he was just giving me the insights of that. I was like, oh, shit, I've never heard anything about the gaming industry uh-huh. or people who even work. Exactly. You always hear people working. wanting to work for there, but I've probably never heard of someone actually working there. You actually know? working and actually being, like, all this stuff. So I was like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. And maybe... People need... Want to hear yeah, or people who are interested in it, or people who are in it, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that should, he's right. That should whack." Or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they have their own opinions. But either way, I just like talking to all kinds of different artists. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I definitely I feel that as well. I feel like for me, I'm okay. I love like it, like intermingling with all these other artists. Like I used to love hanging with the dancers, you know, the musicians, mostly musicians, musicians, the artists. You know, some of the dance, you know, theater. Oh my God, theater kids. Those are <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, in high school, because I went to art school and we all, we had theater, dance, music, uh, chorus, and art. And so it was just interesting seeing like these cliques and how like certain, I guess certain strands act a certain way. Yeah. Like I feel like the craziest people I ever met were like in the theater, the theater, the theater viewer or not like the, the musicians. Like those were like so crazy. Like out of all the people you would have guessed, like the theater kids were like the most wild and I was like, damn. I'm like, what the hell? Some crazy shit. The stories I would hear, I'm like, oh, my ears. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't like, you in theater? Where's your mom? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty... It is crazy. I'm like, but it could be just like high school kids, but I don't know. Maybe it is just those certain genres. People be wilding, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I remember there was like some some friends in high school I used to hang out with. They just got like too partied out. Like they would party all the time and they would invite me and then every once in a while I'd be like, yeah, it's tight. Okay, I'll go. Mm -hmm. And then it just got too crazy, too quick. Like, too much shit happened too often. Uh-huh. Like, it got to a point where I was like, okay, so last week we got a gun pulled on us. This week oh. you got in a fight. And then, you know, what's going to happen next week? Am I going to get shot and in a fight? Like, <laughs> dude, I, I'm done hanging out with you guys. Like, you guys can't drink and hang out. Like, like somebody would mouth off or something, you know? It's just like, yeah, like, I'm done with this shit. Like, I'm going to just go with drink in my house. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I'm I'm, I'm over this shit, you know? It's like, 
I only like in high school because I didn't have papers in Florida. Be extra strict as hell. I was like, let me not drink. But the few times I did go to parties, I wasn't really drinking. I was just there to experience it. I was like, all right, let's see what goes down. Because I would be hearing stories. I'm like, I'm here to analyze. <laughs> so then I go and I just stand there and I just watch what goes around. I'm like, I remember. It was so fucked up. I remember too. But I was really drunk. I was like really drunk. It's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember. I came out of like the the hotel room and he was sleeping in the living room and he was like on the floor. But I was so drunk. I was just trying to get to the restroom. Mm-hmm. I like stepped on something. Like I kind of bumped something. I was like, "What is this?" And I like soccer. <laughs> I like soccer kicked it like it was a soccer ball. Like for some reason there was a soccer ball in the living room, but it was his fucking face. <laughs> And you just hear him go, oh, and he passed out again. <laughs> he, like, grabbed his face, and he was like, ah, and then he passed out again. And I was like, oh, my God, did I just kick him in the face? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry. And he was just out. He was out cold, and I was like, man, I got you. I was so fucked up. like, oh, he doesn't remember. He remembered. Oh. <laughs> he was like, I sobered up quick. He said he sobered up quick. He's like, I was drunk. <laughs> in the face, I was not drunk anymore. <laughs> when the instincts kick in, the drunkness goes out. Yeah, I felt bad. I still feel kind of bad. I mean, it's a funny story, but if I wasn't drunk, I probably wouldn't have kicked him, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's so funny. Exactly. Soccer kicked him. I remember I like, lifted my leg. <laughs> you were such a force. <laughs> <laughs> I took a little mini run. Oh nah, bro, that was so fun. If you like that, don't worry, man. Sometimes yeah. it's just in the moment. I mean, I haven't done anything to that extent, but. Did I kick your friends in the face? Don't do it. It's not fun. Uh, no, I don't think I should. It's too fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Poor, poor friends. I feel like I remember this one memory I had, like, growing up. I felt bad to this day, but <laughs> this one memory as a kid, I remember me and my sister were sitting in front of each other because, like, we were trying to sell the house. And there's people come, like coming in to look at the house, and then me and my sister just sitting in for each other. And I don't know why, but the woman, in the moment I felt to throw something at her face, so I like, threw this goofy toy in her face, and I remember she was crying like, ah! and I'm like, oh shit! And I all came with big my ass, and I was like, this is not something I should do again. You know, it looks like you need a goofy toy in your face. There's just a woman in the moment, you know. Sometimes you're like, I want to throw wasn't, something. She wasn't saying anything, nothing. No, she wasn't annoying you, yeah, nothing, nothing. No. No, just one day, you're like, your face is asking for a goofy <laughs> toy. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why, I have those moments too. Like, even with my best, my, one of my best friends in high school, me and her would be like, we were kind of like off, like sometimes, like, but in a funny way, like some days we'd be walking, I'm like, I have this urge to kick this cup. And we just kick it, we're like, yeah! <laughs> and then the older I get, the more I recognize, I'm like, why do I do these weird things? The moment. So like, maybe maybe you have a what's that called? Tourette's. Oh my god! No. <laughs> like you have a form of, of like, you know, physical Tourette's where you like just have urges to kick things or. Just like these random urges, like yeah. I think I'm just gonna, you know, set my house up, you know. <laughs> Not that crazy. I think for me it's more of just like kicking or like <laughs> kicking random stuff or hitting something random, huh. like throwing something. I don't know. It's just weird, like weird, like. In the moment, like, I want to do this, so I'll just do it, you know? 
it's not like oh I'm gonna go binge drink like nah it's not to that extent it's just kind of weird challenge so you, you don't drink at all right oh I do oh, but not oh. that often at all honestly it's very rare same thing like I thought I was looking at the Laker game inside their house <laughs> in their window for, for, for two blocks away and I'm blind so I know that wasn't it but I, the more I looked at it I was like the more I think it, they're playing basketball because little little people would walk across the screen and they would walk back and then you know like in basketball and everybody felt like it was doing that so I was like oh shit like I can see this war tripping the fuck out you know and I was you know blazing out my friend so he was like high for the first time so he's like dude i can see the laker game too and i was like no way you could see it and it wasn't that it it was nothing i think it was like a glare you know how you get those glasses glares or the window glares it was that it was just a tiny little glare and it was just every once in a while it would move it would shift in colors and i thought it was a laker game oh my god it was i was so high i just remember thinking that, like i was watching a full game no voice well. Yeah, no, I was super high. And then, when, like, sometimes you do make out when you're high, and then you're like, this is great, wow, I'm a genius. And then you look at it, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? I garbage? thought that was, why was I mixing <laughs> with another color? I thought it was white. <laughs> it's all dark. You're like, what? This makes no sense. <laughs> sometimes I'll, 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 like, uh, I'll paint, like, really good when I'm high. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like I'll paint really good or I'll come up with stuff when I'm high, like okay. But sometimes I'll like think I'm working like a long ass time and it's been like a small amount of time and then I'll be on my phone for a long ass time. So mm-hmm. I'll be like this high. And then I'm like shit, I gotta get back to painting, you know? And I'll work less time. I hate it. Cause I'll get stuck in my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't think I remember experiencing that specifically. Like, uh, like getting stuck? Like, I remember getting stuck, like, while looking myself in the mirror. I'd be like, whoa, this is how I look. What the fuck? And seeing it, like, wobble and distort, I'm like, Was it, did you smoke it or was it an edible? Um, I think that once was an edible, and the other time was just when I'm high. When I'm high, I just look at my reflection, I just look at myself like, uh, and then when I think of an edible is when, like, I saw shit, like, move, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? I remember it was so small. It was, like, probably, like, uh, like, a crumb, not even a crumb, like, I don't even know, like, kind of, like, the size of a fucking quarter. And it was, was chocolate? Like, or smaller. It was a Rice Krispie, I think. Oh. Oh, these things are crazy, though. I was... No, it was a brownie, my bad. It was a brownie. Oh, brownie. Yeah, and I remember I was out of it, though, like, a good 12 hours. Just that small thing. I was like, yo, what is yeah. this? That's great. Hey, so are you working on anything new right now? Like Pieces-wise? Yeah, pieces-wise. Like, do you have anything, anything that you're, like, maybe halfway or you started? Um, well, right now I have ceramics class, and I've, I've been working on some pieces in that class. What? Are you going to yes. sell them? Um, I don't know yet. I think, like, the stuff Good. I don't care much about are just assignments. I'm going to sell them. But, like, stuff I actually do like for pieces and, like, incorporating with my portfolio, I'll keep. But... Uh, do they have, like, a student show? Oh, that's a good question. I really don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, I know in our community college, we had like a student show. So a lot of the people from ceramics would sell their like, pieces. And they were so fucking tight. Like, and they were affordable, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to get a bunch of like crazy, like cool looking like 
ceramic looking stuff mm-hmm. for my brushes because I just have them in like red cups. And they're like all like I'm a fucking well, well, borracho. Let me know. Like I'm a fucking borracho, you know? I want like a badass jar. Let me know, dude. I'll make you something. You what? No, I'll buy it off you. Like if you have pieces that are finished, I'll, I'll check them out and then I'll buy it. I'll, buy it. I'll let you know because um right now I get free, was it? I get free um school grade uh, clay. Mm-hmm. So that shit, I'm gonna be like pumping out some a bunch of just random shit just to sell. Well, I mean, if you're gonna make one to sell, make something with a wide top. Wide top? Yeah, this way I can put like a bunch of brushes. Yeah, yeah. I and got then you. how it, how how it I remember at, oh, one of my friends, she did something in in uh, ceramics, mm-hmm. and she did like a badass mushroom. It was like a cool looking like mushroom cookie jar looking thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, that's tight, and I gave that to my friend for Christmas because he likes mushrooms, so he puts all his drugs in it. <laughs> he puts all yeah, these in that. Yeah, but it was so cool. It was like, oh shit, and it had like a different color top. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm like definitely like, I'm down to be making a bunch of random shit. So. Those things sell. <laughs> yeah, like, those I, sell. People like those. Exactly. I want to I want to take advantage of the class and just make a bunch of shit I do want to sell and then also make a bunch of shit I want to have for myself, like for my portfolio and all that. Would they let you use like all the equipment even if you didn't have the class? No, I don't think, no, you have to be a student from what I heard. That's the sad part about it. You got that. Yeah, because in our community college, I'm sure the fucking teacher was letting other people like come in. Like, if they didn't have the class, but they had taken it, mm-hmm. they could, like, could come in and work on stuff. You know, so he wasn't going to provide any material, but they could come in and use the, the table or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. The spinning thing? Yeah, the throwing table. Yeah. The throwing table. I know they did that for the Photoshop, I mean for the photo people too. Mm-hmm. Like they let them use the dark room, you know, even after the class. I would be doing that. Shit. Taking advantage of it all. Kinda... Especially if you're able to like uh, be friends with the professor, and if they like you as a person and as a student, then they'll pro- yeah, for sure let like, you use it. Anything like that. that juice, you get that hookah with the teacher. Exactly. I mean, I like buddy buddy with teachers not only because of that, but it's just like because they have a lot of knowledge that like I would like to learn and like to take. You like to pick their brain. Huh? Exactly. And then you start asking them on getting a question. Exactly, yeah. and it's just like you get to not only learn from them, but like their life experiences. We get to learn more about the art world, about their art, you know. Right? interesting. Exactly the struggle, yeah. how to go by it, you know, how to deal with certain things. I feel like we don't really value a lot of what professors and teachers have to say about themselves and personal life. You know? We kind of just come and go from our classes and not really like bond with people. You know? yeah. At least try to find a bond, you know? Yeah, exactly. I love bonding with like all types of people, so I feel like that's why I have these like funny connections with like all my professors and teachers. And like, oh, then this person, oh, then this, then that. I'm like, what's up, guys? Everybody talks about me. <laughs> So you're in your second year or first year? Um, I just finished. Well, right now, I don't know. What is it? Because like, 
right it's now structured it's been like um i'm literally like on it's been exactly a year since i started no actually it started in winter so i guess i'm a little over the first year okay so cool. i'm starting my second yeah i'm very starting my second year so yeah i'm, I'm a bit I, it, time has been going by pretty quick honestly and i'm a bit like uh <laughs> So I guess I'm like hesitant because I don't really like the college that much. It's just like a very different, like off atmosphere to me. I'm not used to that type of atmosphere at all, you know. Like I went to Compton College and I really loved it, you know. The people, the professors, everyone was pretty great, you know. Mm -hmm. I had a time there. It's a whole other universe, you know. I'm like, what's going on? I know that. First person to tell me. I think it's the same college. One of my friends, she went there. She was telling me the same thing. Is this the one that's divided? Do they have two campuses? Or yeah, they have two campuses. One? one in Rosemead and one in um, and One's like bougie and one's not? <laughs> Probably the one in Rosemead is not bougie. <laughs> <laughs> the one I go to is hella bougie. Yeah. I feel like it's so weird. Like I might be getting the colleges confused. No, 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 yeah. no, trust me. It's like, it's, ah, it's hella fucking bougie. Like, I feel like the people there don't understand the struggle, don't really, like, understand poverty or, like, humbleness or, like... Well, it's not something they have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just weird. Like, everybody's just so, like, superficial in their own little world, you know? Like... There is no talking to to anybody, you know, you don't know, you know. It's so freaking weird. Like it's so opposite of what I'm used to, you know. Compton, we just like talk to anybody, like, hey, what's your name? Like, ah, cool, let's go hang out, let's do it, yay, It's more lively. Exactly, like more lively, we all connect because we all, you know, we all struggle, so we all connect in that way. Yeah. <laughs> but over there it's just like uh, passing by every day, no one really is their yeah. struggles aren't as apparent. Mm -hmm, exactly. You, know, not, you can't visually see it. Mm -hmm. I think there's not much of a value of human connection. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, you're not part of my clique, so why is there used to talk to you? You know. Oh uh, yeah. So I don't know. That's what I feel, honestly. And like, I'm not out here to be talking shit about places, but I guess it's because. So there's no like communal, communal sense. Yeah, there's no communal yeah, sense. Yeah. Like yeah, there was like a not... club rush, but I was just like. I was like, okay. <laughs> I like I don't really see much people like in the classrooms. No one, not really meet people. Much people talk to each other. No one really cares. You know, you're in the same room for many hours. It's just like meaningless conversations about. Especially like a regular class, huh? Like uh -huh. not an artist class. Mm -hmm. Like that happens a lot. Yeah. Everybody's just there and they're on their own thing, and like they're not there to make friends. Exactly. It's kind yeah. of. Mm -hmm. I remember like, when I was going to community college, like, I would pass up, especially in like art classes, I would just be talking all the fucking time. And then, like, it got to a point where I didn't, it was like, they weren't even talking. Like, they weren't even listening. I was just kind of talking to myself. Rambling. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of like rambling. Yeah. Everybody was paying attention, and then I was like, oh, you're talking shit. <laughs> No, but I feel like definitely like for me, I wasn't like the ones we continuously talking like. Rrr, rrr, rrr. It's just more of like I like the sense of community and people like putting an effort to speak to your neighbors, you know. Yeah. Being like, cause you never know. I think in the in the real world, 
you never know who you're gonna be and what connections they have. So if you're just like into yourself and not willing to open up to anybody, then you just really are closing yourself to many like opportunities throughout you know your life. That's why I'm just like, what is going on here? It's just weirdly bougie, and I'm like not having it. The professors are great. The professors are amazing. The classes, it's a lot of classes. It's just, I guess the atmosphere and the people are hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just like they're not present at all. But um, it's kind of, it, it kind of drags. Like it, it feels like if you don't push it, it can drag you down. Yeah, and that's what I definitely feel right now. Like, I do like I do love working like at my job because it's so fun. Like, there's all types of people, and like everyone's really nice and welcoming. You know, it's just like I get I'm at school for those four days, like Monday to Thursday, and it's just like, well, there's more of a work than the work. <laughs> oh yeah, to like, like be there, right? Uh huh. It's like I feel like I have to be there more, and I don't feel as you know as happy to go you know to my classes or do anything do you feel like other people feel that as well or do you feel like you're, you're like have you met other people there that are like oh, dude this place is mm, i mean i oh, don't know really because have... no one has spoken to me <laughs> so you don't really have friends there no i don't i don't have at all i went to the college because um there's certain classes i need to transfer Did to you? ucla oh. So they they're the only play not only them I think Santa Monica College also has some classes I have that I need to transfer to UCLA. So I chose them because I was like, well, they would have find a place to live there quicker, and so I just moved there. And I was like, well, not only do I not know anybody, but this school sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> like people are shitty. <laughs> oh bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling the environment. Like sitting at Pasadena is not for me. There's not this giant sense of community. How's their art program? Is it good or it's like, eh, it can be better? I would say the professors are amazing. It's just the students are mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> they're not pushing it? They're not. They're like, I think they're doing their best, but it's just no, no original ideas, you know? It's just oh, kind okay. of like stuff you've seen before, stuff you've heard before. It's like, eh. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Like it, gets, it gets very, like, academic. Yeah. Like it's it, no... Exactly. I think it is academic, and I think it's also because... Um, They're all learning from the same structure, maybe? I would say the professors are trying to teach them more in regards of, like, um, conceptual-wise and having a unique... Um, not unique, but I would say something different to bring on the table to speak about. Mm-hmm. But I think people don't really grasp that, grasp that as quick, quickly. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of things I see is kind of like said and done so it's just like i'm like i don't know maybe it's just me having high expectations for other art students like hey bring up a new topic bring up about something different i want to see something different you know yeah and maybe it's just me being hypercritical but i guess it's just i love the environment of like pushing each other and doing something different going the extra mile you know so I think it's just that. I think people are just like kind of the, the art program. The professors are great. There's a bunch of good classes. It's just the students. They're kind of just like, I just want to draw this. I just want to be a good drawer. I just want to do like cool paintings, cool drawings. Like, and I don't really have much to say or do, you know? Yeah, there's no purpose. Exactly. There's just no true drive other than I just want to be an artist. Yeah. <laughs> And do you feel like a lot of people in that 
in the fine arts aren't doing it for the fine arts or how many fine art majors are, are there have you met others um i've met others but i don't know i feel like i've only met like one other artist fine artist but like it's just no one talks so it's like i don't hear anything from them and it's just like there's there's just not this drive to do more it's just drive to just do enough yeah not to succeed and like I just want to do yeah I just want to do enough to you know transfer to get my credits to get a B or C exactly or if not like if not even a good grade just like I don't know I guess for me it's more than just getting a good grade for me it's pro like to provoke thought to mm-hmm. fit, to help people connect in a different angle to speak about certain things that people don't speak about you know yeah. and so that's why I feel like. I have this weird disconnect with like a lot of uh, modern artists to this day because I feel like a lot of people want to be artists but they don't really get what is it to really be an artist you know what is it you know yeah like it's I think it's different to be like it to do art as like an artistry you know if you want to be an amazing painter if you want to do amazing um, drawings if you want to be an illustrator a film director and all that but I feel like to be a fine artist it's to provoke thought, to bring something new to the table, something that no one has ever done, or to think in a new at a new idea, or to think of a new topic to speak about, you know. And I feel like this day and age, it's more because like we see, oh, this is a cool painting, or this is a cool drawing, I want to do this, and it's just we always see it's just like kind of like a cookie cutters, oh, same style, the same idea, the same this or that, you know? there's not this authenticity as much as there should be because of this mass, mass media, being, being able to just see everything you want to see and copy it and not have the true repercussions of it all, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like even, even if it's not on purpose, that it's subconscious because we spend so much time, like, looking through what's trending? Oh, or yes. Like, or just, we're even being shown just what's trending, you know, based on whatever Instagram's thing. It's not even, like, on purpose. Like, it's, things start to become a certain way. It's because it's been seen. You're constantly seeing it. So you're not, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not, or you're being shown. And it's like, you that's your inspiration, it. what uh-huh. you're seeing, what you're feeling. And if you're seeing exactly what everybody else is seeing, like, there's no uniqueness into it. Like, yeah. You know, unless you interpret it a different way, but even then, that only varies so so, so much. much. So exactly. it's like it's not even sometimes it's not even on purpose, but yeah, people do get like stagnant. Or it all becomes repetitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's a sad part of it all. Yeah, no, for real. And I feel like we just gotta like. But that's why we admire people who push boundaries or people who are like so off what's popping or something new. It's like it becomes mm-hmm. so attractive, but then it can easily get washed. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, if someone comes up with, like, a new style or a new thing and then, like, everybody starts copying it, then it just loses this its meaning. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's my ear. Oh, my God. That's my ear. Yeah. Yeah, that's just... Oh, there's, there's so much practice people, like, artists have to, like, kind of deal with, you know? Exactly. And it's just, I, I feel like it's, it's pretty hard. But I just, I guess that my drive is just to keep going, you know. I feel like for me, I just want to speak about things that don't, people don't really speak about, bring up topics for people to think about, to reanalyze, and to maybe reflect more, you know. Yeah. And whew, it's just, I guess it's hard because even then, even even to me, some topics are hard for me to even, even talk about. 
There's a lot of topics that are hard to talk about. There's topics that, like, well, people have talked to me about, but I'm like, oh, I kind of cringe. Like, oh, I kind of want to say it, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I get so emotional. <laughs> no, but for real, like, there's like topics. That yeah, I mean, I have made, like, in high school, I used to make pieces about myself, about, like, my journey accepting, you know, being of my circumstances and being finally accepting the true factors I mean not true factors but more of like accepting the fact that I am Mexican and despite of like not having a big connection with it in regards of like nationality wise like it's still who I am and I remember speaking about it in front of my classmates and it's like 130 of them and I was like sobbing and saying it and I'm like well so if this isn't a low a low then what is a low so I feel like I feel like I've become comfortable speaking about um, certain topics and certain um, sides of myself and my artistry because they are deeply rooted and they do talk about um, directly or indirectly of my circumstances being you know documented. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's people need to be more open like that. Mm-hmm. Like they need to be. Like, more comfortable with talking about their work, you know, mm-hmm. and just like how it got there because some people are not gonna understand it at first, you know, or you know, maybe they just need clarification, and you know, maybe that clarification just helps them, you know, feel, feel more connected to that piece or mm-hmm. to that artwork, you know, just the clarification. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. Just to clarify, so people could understand more. It's but I think um certain topics it can't be too you know specific because then like people are not able to connect with it. But once you're able to balance it to a degree where it's like not too specific, but also like kind of broad enough where people could be more open to relate to it, that's like that goal, like that nice, <laughs> that, that perfect, you know, that balance. Cherry on top. <laughs> exactly that balance that you're able to. To talk about something specific, but not too specific, so everybody could connect. Yeah, <laughs> I get too specific conversations <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Um. So we're almost close to two hours. Okay. Um. I'm probably gonna cap it at two hours if you're yes. cool with that, or you know we can end it now if you want. It's like one fifty, like an hour and fifty. Um. But yeah, thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Um, can I show the piece you were working on? Yeah. Did you just start that right now? Or yeah, that's all I just started. See. I was like, I don't know what to work, work on center-wise, but I'll figure it out. All right. Well, that's awesome. So you're going to send me all your info so I can uh, put it up uh, online. And then um, I need your two favorite colors. If you can send me like two little swatches uh, oh. on Instagram. And I use those for the logos, so okay. you know the logos have the artist's favorite colors. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. Um, no problem. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's it. So hopefully I can have you back. Uh, you know, another podcast. Let thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs> you So